to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. I've been covering this, you know, seven ways that our body becomes imbalanced and um, ha- therefore we have difficult, uh, difficulty maintaining, you know, achieving and maintaining our ideal weight. Um, and just to summarize what we have covered so far, those seven, uh, the six that I've already covered are chemical confusion from processed foods, hormonal imbalances, inflammation, uh, toxins tipping point, um, digestive uh, issues lymphatic congestion. And the seventh topic that we're going to talk about now is infections. And this is kind of an interesting one because I put it in its own category um, because there are a few specific infections um, that can occur that can lead to it. And then there's like subtle imbalances in the population in our bacteria in our body that can lead to weight gain. So why don't we start with that? So the microbiome, as I've talked about before, is the community of organisms living on the lining of your gut that help you break down your food. And also they help you to make your hormones. Um, they help to, um, they interact with your immune system and tell your immune system if they should get like, you know, ready for an infection or not. Like it, it's so many things that it does. It's kind of hard to list them all. Research has shown that certain populations of bacteria promote the environment and the body to um, be the ideal weight or to be overweight. And it's very fascinating because it's like kind of an emerging field of research where there is a possibility that someone could be given like a certain probiotic and that would support them to lose weight. Now, I would say that that's still a bit of a Band-Aid solution because it's like, what caused the population of microorganisms to become unbalanced in the first place. If there's like a certain balance that's healthy for your body and then it becomes unbalanced and you need a probiotic to like reset it, then it's like, well, what was the root cause? And the root cause usually is like the chemical confusion from processed foods. And I should add, you know, it's so funny when you're going through these complex topics, you know, you, when you damage the, the microbiome, it's, um, you know, medications can damage the microbiome, like anti-inflammatories, like naproxen, ibuprofen, anti-heartburn, uh, anti-reflux medications can damage the, can really affect the balance of the microbiomes. Eating too much sugar, too many fast carbs can cause certain things like yeast to overgrow, right? So, um, and some children are being born with this issue because um, when you're born cesarean section, elective cesarean section, you actually have, um, you're born with a microbiome that is not what it would have been like if you had been born vaginally, which is where a lot of our microbiome gets put into us is as we come down the birth canal. Um, and so, and breastfeeding, like having the, the mouth to the breast contact also uh, introduces certain organisms into our body from our mother's body, and and that natural process of of creating our microbiome really sets the stage, at least for like the first few years of life. Um, and looks like research is showing that it could even be lifelong. Although I do believe that everything is fixable, 
but you have to be intentional and, and work to fix it, you know, that kind of thing. So if you've been, if your children were born cesarean section or you weren't able to breastfeed for whatever reason, this is not cause to become anxious. Although I do understand that that will probably be your reaction at first and for a little while. However, what you can feel is empowered because if you've noticed that the health of your children is not optimal, there are many things that you can do um, to help that microbiome kind of rebalance itself, you know. But if you're not aware of that, you might not act on it, and then you might just continue to experience those side effects over time, those, that kind of those signs of not optimal health, and that can be very frustrating as a parent. You can feel like a sense of hopelessness and powerlessness, and that's what I, I find is really tough. So being, knowing that there are things you can do, I find, can be very empowering, but you have to know the why first, right? So having a certain healthy um, microbiome and, and how you um, fix that is like, um, uh, you know, again, avoiding the processed foods, avoiding the fast carbs, um, making sure you're not exposing yourself to those toxins, um, whether it's from um, the processed foods or from your water because, you know, um, and pesticides because pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, they they kill organisms and that's what we're and that's what we're trying to protect is certain healthy organisms within our body right and there are certain herbs like oregano um garlic that have been shown to um cut down the bad guys and um promote health of the good guys so there are ways that you can intentionally um positively affect the microbiome um another thing that sometimes is underrecognized are um so that's like an issue of colonization, like, you know, um, what are the colonies of the bacteria and viruses and fungi and parasites in your body and are they in good balance? And then you have issues with like infection. So for example, parasites, you know, some individuals um, have parasites and because we have such a global world traveling kind of culture, um, you know, lots of people have been to Africa or um, East Asia or, you know, all these different tropical countries where parasites tend to hang out, um, the Americas and South Americas and that kind of stuff. And um, some individuals, and even locally, right? It's not like parasites only hang out in those areas, but, you know, oftentimes we talk about tropical kind of conditions. And uh, some individuals get um, parasites and if they're under, if they're not recognized um, they could contribute to things like weight loss and difficulty maintaining your ideal weight in that way. Okay. And again, if you have an infection um, from something like a parasite and your body reacts with an inflammation, then that can cause the inflammatory weight gain um, or the inflammation from any kind of infection. Um, like, a, you know, um, um, you know, some people speak about things like mold, right? Like, if you're exposed to mold and and you have a reaction against that and that's an inflama an inflammation reaction, then you can um, have issues with putting on weight as a result of that. So, hidden infections is something that you know a lot of holistic practitioners do take into account and consider. And oftentimes, all that is needed is to create you know the the terrain of health, like create healthy tissues through all of those things we've already talked about, like proper diet, hormonal balancing, you know, um, avoid toxins, improve detoxification, uh, avoid damaging things like processed foods or, or, you know, not organic wine or coffees and that kind of stuff. In some cases though, um, those infections may require specific treatment, right? Like a, a parasite um, or like a bacterial infection, they might require 
a very specific kind of herbal regimen, and in some cases, even like a medication. And one, for example, that's very hard is um, yeast overgrowth, right? So some people have what's called can. Uh, candidiasis and um, you can that can be experienced as like funny rashes that crop up like around your hair around your neck it can kind of migrate like can be under your breasts or in your private parts you know you can get the classic yeast but it can also be like yeast infection uh, in your private parts but it can also like show up as like you know toenail infections or skin infections or rashes and that certainly causes a certain degree of inflammation in the body um, and makes it really hard for the body to be in optimal health and maintain its ideal uh, state of health, which can be reflected uh, as in difficulty in maintaining and achieving your ideal weight. You know, each of those to- these seven um, topics, you know, you can do a deep dive into each of them, but I wanted to make sure I painted the picture um, that explains why it is that this idea of calorie counting um, can work in the short term, but you, but most often doesn't work in the long term. Okay, because you're not actually um, addressing the root cause of the problem. So it's it's like yes, if you're eating uh, a whole foods diet, not processed, hydrating well, and you're simply eating too much, like your portions are too large, then portion control can be helpful. But most people aren't in that. Camp. They are, um, most people are, um, you know, inadvertently, unknowingly eating the, the processed foods, the fast carbs, um, have problems with inflammation, problems with the digestion, problems with the toxins tipping point. Um, they may have issues with their lymphatic system or infections. Those are kind of, you know, less common, but I had to be mentioned to be complete. Um, you know, the hormonal imbalance is big for a lot of people, particularly women, but also men. And um, our weight, our set weight is controlled by hormones. You know, it's not controlled by calories. Um, and they've even shown how if you um, go on a, like a low calorie diet for a long period of time, what happens is your body readjusts its set point so that even at that low calorie intake, you go back to a certain weight, which is why a lot of people... Um, you know, after a while on a low calorie diet, will just find their weight creeping back up again um, because they haven't actually mastered their hormones um, that are controlling your weight um, set point. And now they've messed up with their hormones because if you deprive your body of calories too much for too long, your body systems will start to kind of conserve energy and, and not function as, as well. So you can develop problems with your thyroid hormone as a result of this caloric deprivation, and that will cause you to have thyroid imbalances, which could cause you to, to gain weight again, right? So um, if your goal is achieving your ideal weight and maintaining it over the long term, then counting calories is not the way to go. It's all these other ways. So for me, for example, the way that I maintain my ideal weight is that I do not eat ultra-processed foods, okay? Period. I mean, yes, there's the very occasional circumstance where it's like a social situation and I don't want to be the awkward person creating an embarrassment. Um, however, like I don't eat chips, you know, I don't eat, uh, I don't even eat dark chocolate anymore, but that was more because the cacao like was irritating my digestive system. So I, I learned about that and I avoid it for that reason. Um, you know, and then I don't eat fast carbs um, except for I will have. 
uh, once a week a um, organic sourdough pasta made by a, a company called Caslo, K-A-S-L-O, and this is in Canada. Um, so you might need to look for something locally for yourself, but it's organic, um, has no preservatives in it, sourdough fermented um, you know, pasta. And then once every like three weeks or so as a family, we'll have pizza, but I'll, and I will get it from a local um, pizza place that has sourdough bread. Um, and I'm always on the lookout for organic sourdough because again, like avoiding those pesticides for me is really, really important. Um, and if I, and then, you know, I'll have like the Ezekiel bread. If I, if I, you know, want to have my toast in the morning, I have lots of vegetables cooked because my digestive system doesn't do well with a lot of raw vegetables. Like it's okay, but over time it, it really doesn't do well. Um, I eat like I have, a, I aim for about eight tablespoons of olive oil a day, kind of like the Mediterranean diet target to make sure I get enough healthy fats. Um, I have, um, you know, small amounts of happy animal protein, you know, I try to incorporate that once a day. Um, you know, I soak and dehydrate, um, my nuts so that they're sprouted so they don't irritate my digestive tract. I soak my note, my oats for my overnight oats for breakfast. And, um, you know, I, I don't use anti-inflammatories for pain control, you know, like I have other ways, other natural supplements I use for anti-inflammatory effects for myself and for my clients. So I'm very, um, attentive to that. And I also, I go to the infrared sauna two times a week. I do rebounding, which is great for lymphatic decongestion twice a week. Um, I do Qigong and breath work to calm my nervous system. I meditate every day. So so, and all of those things are kind of, are, are contributing to my overall health. Um, and there's so much else that I do. Like I, I try to get outside in the morning within 30 minutes of rising to get that morning sunshine in my eyes, which helps my hormones be in balance for the rest of the day. You know, it's just all of these things. And you could think, wow, that's a lot. Like, how do you do that? That seems so effortful. And what I can tell you is that it's, it's not something that you go from zero to hero. It's not from zero to a hundred percent, you know? It's like, it's, it's taken me, you know, a few years now to get to this point where that's just my lifestyle. It's, and it's, I just went from one lifestyle to another lifestyle and it's not, you know, um, certain actions were, were let go of and replaced by other actions. And sure, some of it is a little bit more effortful, but, you know, like for example, soaking my nuts, like, and dehydrating them, it only takes two seconds to put water in a jar and nuts in it. And then another like minute to drain the water and put it in a, on a glass baking sheet and stick it in the oven. You know, like really it's, it's not so much that it's effort. It's just that you have to plan in advance. I have to think like, okay, I'm getting low on my nut supply. Like I'll make enough for a week to two weeks at a time. And then when I notice it's getting low, I have to do it. The action, it's not long. It doesn't take long, but it's something I have to do. Same thing with my overnight, overnight soaked oats. Um, I just have to think I'm going to have oats tomorrow morning. So let me put the oats in water with my probiotic, you know, um, Saccharomyces boulardii that I use to make that. And if you're wondering about that recipe, um, in the captions, you can check out the link for my free ebook, How to Balance Your Hormones Naturally. And I have the recipe for my overnight soaked oats that are fermented with this um, probiotic that you can find in any health food store. It's very common and, and it's wonderful. It's really also good for gut health. So it's a great one to go with. Um, and, and you just kind of pick one thing and you add it on and you pick another thing and you add it on and, and you kind of let go of what doesn't serve you, take on a new thing. And all of a sudden you're kind of shifting away 
from the actions that were harming your health towards the actions that weren't. And the thing is, every action is either harming your health or supporting it. It's, it's never neutral, right? And all it is, is just being very like mindful of like, what are the actions that I'm doing? And is it supporting my health? And is it from information that is outdated, right? Because this is the thing. What I was taught in medical school and, and what a lot of the, you know, a lot of like the standard, like cultural kind of American, standard American diet way of eating, North American, you know, um, is actually n- not working. And the proof is in the population. People are not healthy, generally speaking. There are some people who are. And then this is the thing, like, just like with my dad, who was diagnosed with ALS, he was a runner, an Ironman. Like anyone who knew him would have said that he was a very healthy guy and he still got diagnosed with this condition with no family history, like no genetic predisposition for this. And it got triggered by something he was doing. And sure enough, he was on a acid medication block, an acid blocker for his medication, a proton pump inhibitor, right? Which would decrease his stomach acid production and negatively impact his microbiome. He ate a lot of processed soy foods, like all those soy, you know, soy burgers, soy, soy hot dogs. Um, and I'll do a separate thing on soy, but like, you know, you need to properly prepare your soy and soy is a very heavily sprayed co- crop, you know, so you need to have organic soy if you're going to have soy. Um, and he did a lot of late night snacking on fast carbs. Like he would eat well during the day. And then at nighttime, he would just like open up a bag of chips and eat it all or a chocolate or, you know what I mean? Like just a lot of those things. And so he didn't know that all of these things were like, little hits to the system and he over-exercised because he was an Ironman and he loved to exercise and that's great. I'm not saying don't do that, but there's a lot of overtraining and under-recovering that happens in this population of athletes and that creates a significant hormonal imbalance, right? And he also came from the generation where, um, you know, it was like eating margarine, um, you know, like those um, vegetable oil butters and and he enjoyed eating out at restaurants and, you know, who doesn't? Um, so it's not one thing. It's, it's a compounded effect, right? It's, and I can't point at one thing and say, this was the thing that took a, that made, a, that had like a man who was for all intents and purposes, very healthy looking guy, you know, become very sick, like terminally ill sickness, right? And that could be, as I said, it could be cancer for some people, Parkinson's, ALS, multiple sclerosis, and, you know, uh, all the um, autoimmune conditions, like, you know, it just so happened that his genetic predisposition coupled with his triggers manifested in the expression of ALS or Lou Gehrig's d- disease, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. And again, like we've been focusing on weight, but the weight is just a signal. And he was a pretty good weight for a period of his life. And then he started to gain weight around the belly, which was so unusual because he, he did exercise so hard. And so that was also like a little tip that he was having issues with his like microbiome, his digestion, his inflammation and and that kind of stuff, right? In retrospect. So I hope you found this helpful. Um, If I, you know, if I think of any other reasons, I'm sure they'll pop into my head for like what can affect your weight. And again, weight is when you're not your ideal weight. Again, remember at the beginning of this, I said that it's not that we're trying to be slim. It's that we're trying to be the proper weight for our constitution. And some people are meant to have a larger constitution than others. And you don't want to be too underneath that set point and too above that set point, right? Because that's just a reflection of the inner health. Um, so when you improve your health, the, the ideal weight is just a consequence. It's like a side effect of that, right? It's a bonus and it's an amazing bonus. Like I won't lie. 
I love the fact that I know exactly what I need to do to maintain my ideal weight. Even after having had two children and after having had my first, I didn't know all these things and I was gaining weight and I could not, for the life of me, get it off, you know? And I was exercising, I was eating, and it was just becoming so exhausting because it was starting to be restrictive. You know, like I was having to exercise so much and really watch what I'm eating. And now, like, I don't even really, like, I eat, like, I try to pay attention to how full my stomach is, like that 80% full, right? Kind of rule of thumb, like, eat until you're 80% full. And as long as it's whole foods and I'm having my right amount of, you know, my hands, my palm sized portion of happy animal protein, like once a day, plus properly preparing um, all of my other plant protein sources of food, because that's how I get protein from plants is by properly preparing them. If you don't properly prepare them, you just can't like get that protein from them as well. And working on my digestive system. So whatever protein I do have, I absorb, right? Um, and with the, within those parameters of like the the whole foods and the proper pr- proper amount of food for my tummy and the right amount of vegetables versus protein versus fat and the right kind of fats, I just like I eat for pleasure, you know. And sure, like there are some things that I miss, but you know, I, you get addicted to good health too. You know, that's the thing. Like sometimes you need to get so darn healthy and you feel so good. That when you do go to eat those old comfort foods like a bread or a cheese or whatever, it it doesn't even bring pleasure anymore. It brings pleasure to the tongue, like it tastes good. But inside you're like, you know what? I just I don't want to give up that feeling of amazing health that I've achieved. So I'm gonna acknowledge that this food tastes darn good. <laughs> it tastes really good. And I'm just not gonna go back to that way of eating consistently, right? As a regular kind of way of eating because I like the way I feel healthy better. That's that's overall a more important feeling for me. Um, and yes, there are times that I backslide and I find myself starting to eat certain foods that don't agree with me. Um, and sure enough, like your my body will eventually tell me and be like, "Listen, like you know, smarten up, Russ. You're going to end up going down that road again." And I just really didn't like going down that road of poor health. And that's often enough. For me to just really take a step back and be like, okay, let's get back, you know, let's get back to that lifestyle that was serving me so well, that I know serves me so well. Um, and so I, my goal is to go into menopause um, and have like, um, you know, very beautifully stable weight, beautifully stable energy, um, you know, mood, just having all of those organ systems working so well that it's such a lovely transition um, and, um, and then feeling really good on the other side in menopause, um, and avoiding that kind of what seems to be very common for women these days, which is that menopausal weight gain or post baby weight gain, you know, all those hormonally related weight gains or those toxins tipping point weight gains, right. Or that inflammation tipping point weight gain, like, you know, there is an age related aspect to this in that over time, like these, these issues build up over time. And you start to see the effects playing out, but it's getting to the root causes and addressing them and reversing them and getting, get, getting them out of the way. So again, the body can do its job, which is to use its original blueprint, blueprint to create your vibrant health. Okay. So I hope you found this helpful and I look forward to catching you on the next show. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.